welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. I, I, I'm guessing by our pre-show talk that you didn't look at the news that I put in there, which is fine because we can get to it. We'll get to it. We've got <sighs> lots to talk about. I know. I know. I did see it in oh, our good. shared text chat. So oh, I didn't yes. actually watch it. <laughs> Oh, but you I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> we'll do a live watch. It's only a couple minutes. <sighs> and you can quit whenever you want as long as you have a funny and or valid ex- No, no, no. You have to actually <laughs> while you're watching. <laughs> you know what? Kudos for, for for trying. But no, you have to actually be watching it. And then, it. and then, let me finish, provide a valid yet funny excuse for stopping. It could be... Um, just trying to think of the trailer. It could be the fact that Knuckles is wearing a silly hat and that's not appropriate <laughs> to the character, which it is probably if, I mean, it's a Sega game. So, you know, someone's wearing a hat, but anyways, we'll get to it <laughs> at the end of the show. After we've discussed all of the very serious things that have happened this week. Yes. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I started the show off on a great foot. Yeah, I mean, this always happens when there's Sonic news. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, once a quarter, I'm allowed. And you know what? After this, it can't be brought up for, like, uh, another couple months, so. Yeah, not you know. until, like, May or June or <laughs> longer. Yeah, I don't know how quarters work. But I am curious, you, uh, how did you do, <laughs> I, I was going to say something probably inappropriate, but how did you do making friends with everybody on the island, the Coral oh Island? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking about this before the show and I was like, oh man, I am just, uh, people at home are going to think I am a terrible friend and now a terrible wife because, um, so one, one of the big things that you asked last week about Coral Island and the characters in it was if, um, like there was as much story as in Stardew Valley, like if the characters are that fleshed out and I was like, okay, I'm going to get to Max Hart's with the character i'm going to get up to eight and you know we'll see what happens and uh so a couple days ago now i got to eight hearts with uh the person who owns the coffee cart uh their name is raj and i talked to them every day and i gave them all their favorite gifts i which was also really funny because i remember last week i was telling you about this character and they love coffee. Almost all they talk about is coffee, 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 coffee. So I literally went to their coffee cart, bought a coffee from them. They made it for me. And then I gave it to them. And they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> so they're getting high on their own supply is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. Uh, but anyways, so uh, I was talking to them and at like two hearts. So like very early on. They uh, they were talking to me about how their business wasn't doing very well and how it was really, really difficult to get the word out. And they weren't really sure what they were doing and they were all insecure. And I was like, OK, this seems very interesting. And then so they said something about like, maybe I should join the Chamber of Commerce or something. They meet, I think, after six o'clock or something. Uh, weeknights after six o'clock in the community center, but I could really use your, um, your support or something, something along those lines. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then literally 
completely forgot about it. And oh. so I was like, I brought them gifts. I talked to them every day. I, I made sure I brought them their favorite gifts on their birthday. Like I did every, I got my max out my hearts. Well, you, technically you can get up to 10 hearts with the character, but that involves the uh, being able to marry them. And I haven't unlocked that yet. Cause you have to like make your house bigger, which takes like 40,000 coins and I've been spending it on other stuff. So I haven't updated my house enough to be able to actually marry a character, but the the last two hearts don't unlock until you basically like express your romantic interest in them. Up until that, it's just friendship. So anyways, I got all the way up to eight hearts, which is the max without these two locked marry hearts. Uh, or romantic hearts, I guess I should call them, uh, because you can technically um, like get all of the romantic potential romantic interests up to ten hearts before choosing a spouse. But once you choose a spouse, you can't cheat on them and you can't change your mind. So like that's like end game basically. <laughs> so do not marry anyone in Coral Island until you're super duper done with seeing all of the story from all of the characters. But uh, anyways, back to back to Raj. So. I, uh, yeah, totally forgot about this thing, maxed out my hearts. And I was like, okay, I want to maybe try to help them. Some of the other conversation things that they had mentioned said, you know, I wish I had a local supplier for coffee beans. I'm like, hey, I grow shit. I can help you. And like the game wasn't <laughs> letting me like move the story along. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I literally had to look it up. And then it was like, you have to go to the community center any night from this, from like 1800 to 2200. You have to go and support Raj at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Oh. So yeah, like you you have to you have to pay attention when you talk to people. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, I am I am the worst. I am the actual worst." Although, <laughs> if I can just defend you a little bit here, did the did the guy send you like a calendar invite or an email? No, nothing. Well, then he's on his own. I say nothing, but I mean, um there might have been a email. <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to remember now how I, I think it was in the conversation, but it might have been a letter in the mail. Um, well, wait, does he not? You have phones, right? You got phones. No, there's no phones. It's just it's just my mailbox in the morning sometimes has letters in it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But then those are all saved. Like there's a section in my menus where it's like you can go back and read all of the pieces of mail you've ever received. So I really have no excuse. <laughs> other than i just wasn't paying any attention to the character i was attempting to romance was he like waiting there for weeks or something like how does that work he just keeps showing up i wonder if jocelyn's gonna come yeah they waited like for three like three months <laughs> or like sorry three seasons three seasons because this wow. all i hit like two hearts in the spring and by the time i figured it out it was like spring again and it takes like a good i think i've played for 70 hours or something like that and i've been through the seasons once so right. like the season like each day there's 28 days in a season and each day takes me about 15 to 20 minutes to play through so a season can take me like 
10 to 10 to 20 hours, depending on what exactly I'm trying to do. So like some days are faster than others because you just want stuff to happen and, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, some days take a really long time. And uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> they were waiting an entire year. Right. But did so uh, they must they must have been into you if they were cool with waiting that year. Right. Like or were they upset? No, no, no. It does, like, This is the thing. The amount of time it takes you to actually for, I mean, again, I thought, <laughs> I thought you had to like randomly stumble into like these cut scenes because <laughs> it's happened to <laughs> me so many times where I've gotten these random cut scenes. I'm like, what the hell is happening? It turns out it's just because I'm not paying attention to any of my characters. <laughs> But anyways, if you actually pay attention, they tell you like where and when to be in order to like advance your um advance their storyline. And yeah, so I looked it up and each character actually has like um if you go all the way up to a proposal, so you go all the way through your 10 hearts. Um so that involves uh, to unlock the last two like romantic interest hearts, you have to give them a locket. You get the locket from the blacksmith. It's a tradition on the island <laughs> that you give a locket to your intended. So uh, that unlocks a romantic relationship with them. Uh, so, yeah, if you get all the way through the 10 hearts, there's eight different cutscenes for each character, which is actually kind of a lot because there's 24 characters, I think, that you can possibly have a romantic relationship with. Um, and yeah, and then on top of that, I mean, you have all the cutscenes for all the people who will, are always friends. They're either not looking for a relationship, already in a relationship, or they're, they're children, which kind of goes without saying. Um, so anyways, they, uh, yeah, like you, by the time you hit your 10 hearts with a person, they will have had like eight different cutscenes that show you their story. Uh, so, so far, even though I'm almost maxed out my hearts with Raj, um, I've seen two cutscenes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Does Raj <laughs> so, know this or? <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Small island, Jocelyn. I there's, mean, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories still to come. It's the moral of this rambling update <laughs> yeah I, said, I am i am a terrible person and i mean i was so focused on making this person like fall for me like i was like i'm gonna get all the hearts i'm gonna come back next week for gamers in with an update saying i'm an amazing girlfriend and here's the proof <laughs> no i suck i suck i was like all ready to do this update and say like yeah there's like no story in this game and you really can't interact with it and i don't understand why like it, they really went for quantity over quality <laughs> i look it up i'm like no i'm just terrible <laughs> i'm a horrible human being who doesn't listen to their romantic interest when they're speaking <laughs> right but <laughs> counterpoint he wanted you to go to what a better business bureau meeting what was it a public the of chamber commerce? of commerce chamber of commerce <laughs> when when has that ever been a fun thing to do like to get to know a <laughs> well, person? because they wanted my support <laughs> yeah, i mean you know put some flyers up or something like you know, <laughs> I don't know what but, but seriously though what would they need support at the chamber of Com like let's get into it like well they were nervous and oh they were because, nervous were they giving yeah. a speech or they were they just giving out copy yeah they did they'd never been before they didn't know what to expect so they just wanted some support oh. 
<laughs> and then when we went to the Chamber of Commerce meeting, they actually, the mayor made them get up and do a speech about oh, their gosh. coffee shop. Yeah. So I was like, well, a good thing I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been to a couple of chambers of commerce and they're, they're a bit weird. They're like, yeah, I don't know. I get it. But and if I were asked to speak at a chamber of commerce, I'd be like, I'd be looking for support. I'd be, I'd be right? putting up flyers <laughs> and asking people to come come to this meeting. And, and then and then I wait a minute. So he goes to the chamber of commerce and like he's waiting. I just trying to wrap my mind around this. So he you still had to do it. You had, you had to go to the chamber of commerce meeting, but you went six months after he asked you to go. So he just <laughs> wait outside and every time they'd like the mayor would call him. It's like, we're ready for you. Can you give us a speech about your coffee shop? No, I'm waiting for today. Jocelyn. She's yeah. supporting me. And then it's yeah. like SpongeBob six months later. And it's 100%, like 100 <laughs> percent. That's what happened. <laughs> OK. And and no one. The mayor wasn't pissed. So the mayor was totally Apparently fine with it. Apparently not. Everyone was just right. totally fine with it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I had no reason to go. So there's like the community center is right in the center of town. But I had no reason other than being asked by my romantic interest. I had no reason to go into the community center otherwise. So when I actually finally did go into the community center, I set off like four different cutscenes for four different <laughs> characters. Oh, they, wait a minute. Sorry. There are multiple people that wanted you to go to the Chamber of Commerce and yeah, you ignored well, all of them? Well, to be fair, uh, no, he uh, Raj is the only one who wanted me to go to the Chamber of Commerce meeting. Uh -huh. The other characters just also happened to have things going on in the community center. One of the characters was just sitting there practicing his guitar and was like, hey, can I teach you to play guitar? And I'm like, all right, why not? Mostly because I can't say no because this is the cutscene. <laughs> Wait, he's playing guitar in a... In, a, in an active in chamber of commerce meeting? In, oh, okay. in the community center. So the community center okay. is like uh, the mayor's office. There's an animal shelter. There's like a common room. There's like the, the meeting room. Like it's, the chamber it's, a, of commerce. it's a big building. Yeah, it's a big building. So, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get you, you have one community Which, center I mean, building. It makes sense. Yeah. And I wish you could like, um, I mean, I guess you can skip them. You can skip them. Um, but I wish you could like, I don't know, opt out or something of... Uh, cut scenes or say like I don't care about this character or something because <laughs> there's some times where I'm like I just want to go and get something done like I want to go to the carpenter I want to order my chicken coop and I want to leave and then it's like <laughs> scene for the kid cut scene for the mom cut scene for the dad I'm like god damn it I don't wow. care about you characters I just want my chicken coop <laughs> that should be an interrupt you know, like I just want my. Well, like I go. say, you can, <laughs> you can, you can skip it. There is like push X to skip, but then I feel bad because then I'm like, oh man, maybe I'm like missing something important or I don't know. And then so yeah, I wish that or maybe not the, skip it. Just like show me the next time I come back. Like make it purposeful. I don't know. Yeah. Or send <laughs> yeah. it to my mailbox wherever they else to goes. Mention, I feel super freaking creepy with some of these cutscenes because, like, I walk into the carpenter, which is like it's part carpentry office and part house. And, right. like, the mom is having a conversation with her kid about, like, 
he's been acting all weird and like she's like oh is it a girl that you like like why haven't you been talking to me and i'm like this is a very personal conversation that i shouldn't be listening in on i just want my chicken coop so um <laughs> what's happening here do you mind that i'm just randomly standing here listening to your family drama conversation like <laughs> Well, yeah, it's the age old issue of video games, right? Where like, yeah. you know, you can you can open any any door that you can walk into. I mean, Nintendo games are, are guilty of this, like Zelda games specifically, where you can just let yourself into any building that that is open. And it is literally someone's house like you shouldn't yeah. be in there, but you're, you know, talking to people. And sometimes the game will acknowledge it like, hey, what are you doing in here? And other times it's just <laughs> like, oh, hi, Link. How's it going? Well, yeah, like, and so this does block off uh, rooms. Sure. So there's like, you know, it, the, the different characters have their their bedrooms and stuff, and it'll say you can like see what's on the inside, but there's like a magical barrier that says like you do not know insert character name here well enough to enter this room. And uh. I'm like, well, why would I want to though? Like, <laughs> although I haven't tried to enter Raj's room, so maybe I do know them well enough to get in. I don't know, and maybe there is stuff inside. I should go check that out. Maybe there is stuff inside. Maybe there is. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's like a treasure chest or something. Who knows? That's what happens when you get ten hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you unlock the treasure chest. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's the uh, yeah. it's the Coral Island. You did it. Your bestest, bestest friends now. Yep. Oh well, that's uh, that is an interesting road. It's it's <laughs> honestly, um, it sounds like it, like it sounds like an incredibly positive game. Like there aren't, you know, from what I've heard, there's not a lot of ways to like um, have your relationships. Like you, it's a go at your own pace to the point where it's a bit, you know outlandish it is a little silly yeah exactly and i i feel like like, there are ways to damage your relationship but it's literally give them a gift they don't like yeah (laughs) you have to actively do something yeah it doesn't decay over time like the you know you don't miss a window or anything like that um you know like it is very it's very forgiving in that way um, and yeah, basically the whole moral of this story is that I promise I am a better person IRL than I am in video games, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I do not treat my real friends and my real husband the way that I treat people in Coral Island. I promise. <laughs> yeah. You go to the Chamber of Commerce all the time for Matt. I all, mean, the time. <laughs> all the time. To support oh his small coffee business. <laughs> when he has to give he speeches for the mayor, he hates coffee. He That's true. Coffee. He does hate coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, don't give him coffee then. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to get minus seventy points in yeah. my real life relationship. It's true. Oh, but yeah. So, anyways, that's that's my update. Is that uh, I was all ready to come and say uh, that they did a really piss poor job. <laughs> <laughs> implementing relationships but it turns out i'm just a piss poor member of my relationships in the game so I... yeah it turns out they do and so i haven't actually seen all of the content yet re- that relates to my my heart rating with this character but uh yeah i think there i still have like six or seven more cutscenes to see so oh. Yeah, it's I think it's a lot more fleshed out than I gave it credit for. Well, so, yeah, 
I, I think it's it's worth it. I think it's going to be worth like, I mean, eventually I'm going to max out all my because I still I have like just from existing in the town and I've basically kind of clicked talk to anyone that I walk by. And just by doing that and attending the festivals and like because you also get um, increased relationship with most characters when you um, like increase the quality of something so like the ocean the museum the town like when you make things better then you kind of get um increased relationship across the board with everybody so um i i kind of i think i'm at like four ish stars with basically everybody um so i'm like i'm like halfway <laughs> through uh without really trying to do anything with any other characters other than raj the coffee person so um like I think it's gonna be fairly straightforward to get everybody to eight hearts if I just play through another year. I say fairly straightforward as I've already sunk like seventy hours into the if I just sink another seventy hours in, it's easy. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I I think like I have basically like passive relationship gain with uh, with a lot of characters, so I think it's actually going to go um, faster than I think it's going to. I don't have, don't have to put in nearly as much effort as I thought I had to. <laughs> oh, there you go. You just yeah. you just gotta go to that community center, uh, you know, support a few more people, listen to some folks, learn how to play piano, that sort of thing. You'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So. I, I think overall at Coral Island, I am I'm very impressed with. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been really fun. Uh, and I do uh, highly recommend it. I'm still playing it uh, on the Game Pass version. So um, it is available over there for free. Uh, I don't know how much it is elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I've been playing it over on the Game Pass version. So it's been good. I've good. unlocked a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, particularly in the ocean, and I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. And and it looks like there's um, room for expansion in a lot of ways. So that's also really cool and exciting. So yeah, go check it out if you guys haven't already, if I haven't totally turned you off of it. <laughs> it's, it's $40 on Steam right now. So that's a Canadian. So and like I said, I've sunk like 70 hours into this game already, and I'm nowhere near like maxing out all the relationships or catching all the fish or finding all the bugs like because there's a lot of stuff that's not available to you until your town levels up so like they kind of release the content to you gradually in that way so i still have uh quite i think my town's rank d maybe c yeah i'm only about halfway on my town rank even so there's still a lot of game to play i think but uh but yeah it's pretty good uh, I also wanted to give a bit of an update. So I did try a little guardsman, which Ryan talked about last week. Uh, I played it and finished it and it was, it was cute. Uh, but I do think that, uh, it is not the kind of game for me. Just, just the, the, this genre in general. So I never actually played papers, please. But, um, the thing that I found the most frustrating is that, I would usually figure out the thing like they, they didn't necessarily try to hide things too, too much. So I would figure out the thing, but then really struggle with trying to choose either the right tools or the right order in order to tell the game that I had figured out the thing. Um, and I found that really, really frustrating. And they do have, like Ryan mentioned last week, like a time rewind feature. And I think maybe I wasn't using that enough. But at the same time, I don't love 
that game mechanic because I find it to be well, it's repetitive by nature, right? It's you're redoing something. So obviously it's going to get really repetitive. And especially if like you figure out like the first two things and it's the third thing that you're trying to like tweak, then it's like, okay, you have to go through, you know, five minutes of content in order to get to the point where you can use the third thing. And uh, yeah, so I found it like not anything against little guardsmen specifically just like i think that genre of game of like here's some information here's the tools you have apply them to the situation and go like i i don't think i would enjoy papers please either um just because it's that game mechanic that that gameplay loop then i'm just kind of like oh i don't know about this um and then the other thing about little guardsmen that i that i didn't necessarily like was that the the booth part where you're interviewing characters and trying to figure out stuff about them to deny them or send them to jail or, or let them in um, was interspersed with these sections of the game where you would like wander around town and talk to people and I'm getting Coral Island flashbacks, <laughs> but like you'd like have to like wander around and, in some cases, the entire level was like wandering around and trying to get specific items from specific people. And it wasn't a very complicated puzzle. It was just tedious because you had to like walk around the town and it didn't really feel like that experience wasn't the smoothest. So I almost wish that they just didn't have those portions. Um, and it becomes a pretty significant portion of the game a little bit later on. And I'm just like, man, I wish that the game was just like you in the guard shed and that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was those are my only kind of gripes. That being said, like the art style was great. The humor was funny. Like I had some some actual like laugh out loud moments. I think just this style of game probably wasn't for me, but I think it was a it's a good and cute and funny iteration of that gameplay style. So if you like things like Paper Please, absolutely check this out. But I don't think that this and other games like it are for me. Yeah, and I think the the time travel stuff just based I, I didn't end up finishing it, although I'm very close. I'm in like probably the last quarter of the game the time travel stuff really feels like it's there uh and i touched on this last episode it's there to allow you to correct mistakes if you do want to go back and the game telegraphs a little bit when you've misstepped uh to the point where i had um you know uh it was so there was a specific incident where it was like saying like okay you're not going to let any goblins into town and then in that round, three goblins show up and uh, there are some exceptions to letting, you know, goblins into town. Uh, and I think one of them was like, I was just like, well, we're not allowed to let you in no matter, you know, what's going on. So I can either deny you or put you to jail. And I ended up denying them. And then and then on the, the score screen, it was like, it's like you didn't let them in, even though technically you weren't supposed to. But like, you know you probably should have let them in. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I went back yeah, through it. Yeah, it's like, they you tell know. you to very specifically, like, here's all the rules you have to follow for the day. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay, but you're supposed to break the rules? And it's like, okay, but then who's giving me my star ranking? Yeah, well, like, the game was you know? <laughs> specifically saying, like, you know, 
this isn't like it was something that was a very specific line. I thought it again. The yeah, game like, is very. What kind meta. of game do you think that we're making? Because yeah, I made exactly. the same decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I get I get what the game was is saying because basically the person uh, the goblin that shows up is someone who's like, I'm here to meet with fellow goblins. Like you're not letting not letting us into town is wrong. And I'm like, and your character and myself, yeah, I agree with you. But you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. And the way you get around it is by calling one of the advisors uh, who you would think would tell you, no, like follow the rules. But you call the guy who's like, you know, mischievous or whatever. And he says like, oh, you know, let's let's cause a bit of havoc. I'll pay the fine. Yeah, I'll pay your fine. Yeah, because that's the thing. I turned them away because I didn't have the $40 to pay the fine. Even if I'd gotten the 30 gold for the shift, I spent all my gold previously. So I'm like, I assumed that was going to be a game over date and that was also oh my god okay i'm remembering this so vividly now because that was also (laughs) the day that you had to plan the wedding and so the writ the the rules you had to follow for the day said that the mischievous guy had come into some money so i was like okay awesome so i picked the most expensive things for the wedding and then got to the last one and then had to pick the cheapest option even though it was nowhere near the best option and basically, I was like, because I was assuming I could call him because it said, if you need some extra money, call him. And I didn't realize they were talking about the fine. I thought they were talking about the wedding planning. So I made some really terrible wedding planning decisions and then didn't want to redo the whole entire day um, because those options like the the phone and your and your um, your tools and stuff aren't available in at that point when you're making the wedding planning decisions, which was also like why. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to redo the whole entire day. So, and I found that often because the they there was the wedding planning day, and then a little bit later on, you get into army recruitment as well, and your tools aren't, or I guess your tools are sometimes available to you, but like it's interspersed, and you can't rewind it the same way that you would with the like the normal people allowing them into the castle or not. And I kind of get it because like the wedding is an overarching storyline in terms of like your budget. So if you went and redid the first thing, but you still had the second and third thing locked in or something like then that could throw off the budget stuff. And like, I understand from a gameplay perspective, coding perspective that makes it really difficult it's a whole lot easier to just redo the day it's the same thing with the army recruitment that like depending on who you recruit makes a difference and like impacts later on so like i get it but at the same time i'm like i don't want to just go back and redo all of these interactions that i've already figured out when there's just like one thing in the middle of the day i need to change and Once I actually finished the game, because later on I started getting like perfect scores because I started using my time rewinder thingy more. Um, So I started getting perfect scores and then realized there was achievements for perfect scores. So once I finished the game, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go back and, and clean up some achievements. So like I'll go and do some of the levels I didn't get perfect scores on. I'll go and like redo or I'll choose some alternate options that unlocked achievements because there's probably the, you know, like the opposite achievement is probably also available. So I'll just make the other choice. Uh, And then I found out that if you go back, like you can't go back and just say, I want to replay level two, it wipes your save entirely. Like, so all of the, which like it does have the, this will affect the sprawl. So uh, on the one hand, like I said, I understand from a coding perspective that gets very complicated. 
but I didn't want to redo. Like if I wanted to redo level two, level seven and level 12, that's not available to you unless you replay the entire game. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) No. So yeah, in the end, I was kind of like, I'm, I have a very middling opinion on it. It was definitely redeemed by, like I said, the art style, the story, the sense of humor. Like it was very cute. It was very fun. Um, But yeah, the game mechanics themselves. Oh man, I was ready to tear my hair out. (laughs) It was not fun. But again, that's a me, that's a very, very personal to me opinion. (laughs) More so, I think, than normal. (laughs) Yeah, there are definitely moments. It's a smaller title. Like it's, uh, I think I, what was it? You So you, sorry, where did you play it? You played it on Xbox or PC? I played it on Xbox, yeah. Yeah, so it's available on everything. I think it's like 25 Canadian or something. And it's got a, it's got a very focused scope to it. So like, I think because of, you know, it could be a game that could have wildly different consequences for your choices. Like you mentioned the wedding planning, you're, 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 you're working the guards gate as well as being tasked with choosing um, who you let in with a budget uh, for this wedding. And it's a Royal wedding, but they give you like 500 bucks. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, uh, it, look, it, it doesn't like I get why they did that, but it's because basically they let you keep everything you don't spend. But um, yeah, yeah, and they hated my choices anyway, and I picked the most expensive choices. So I'm like, I could have just picked all the shitty ones and taken home like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, there is um, I think and, I and this failed the wedding anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it mattered in the end, but and this is the thing is like, I feel like um, you did finish it. You said you got like one of the endings and I'm sure there are various ones. And um, yeah, I don't know how many endings there are, but the princess very specifically told me I got the second best ending because I lost the war. (laughs) And that's the second best ending. You lost the war. You think that would be the, there's like, a lot going on. I did yeah. everything else right, but I lost the war. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, don't worry. I'm not commenting on you losing the war because honestly, like I, I've only done two battles. So you get to a point where there's a war and you, as part of the, the guards, manning the guardsman shed, you have to uh, uh, choose who you draft into the war. And there'll be people coming for silly reasons. There'll be, you know, people coming because they, they, they have a specific type of airplane and, um, you have to make those decisions. And, and I, I felt like, uh, some of those is like, Oh, I nailed that one. And other ones, it's like, I did something wrong here, but I don't know what it was. We were talking pretty yeah. sure about that. And, and, uh, but it like, it's a game like for me, the way I've been playing it is just like, I've been enjoying the story, enjoying the, the dialogue and, and all the, and as you said, the, the look and feel of the game and just kind of like enjoying the journey. Um, I I did I did notice like about halfway through that there were achievements for getting a perfect star rating uh for each level and I think like past Ryan would have been like triggered by that and that like oh wow I didn't realize that was there and I've I've already completed six levels without perfect achievements but I, you know I kind of was like you know what I'm enjoying the game I'm just going to keep on going And yeah, maybe I get to the end and I don't think I'm going to get the best ending because I already failed one of the battles. Uh, I'm sure that has has to do with it. But um, that one didn't feel like my fault. That one felt like the the game had (laughs) purposely, you know, the game sometimes will like shroud stuff. Yeah, maybe not set me up to fail, but like shroud stuff. And like, um, I feel like the the war stuff, because it happens 
after the star ratings hit because it's like post as you said it happens after you can rewind time uh i didn't i didn't even know you could rewind the battles honestly so um i probably would have tried the air battle again that i failed well yeah no you can't uh yeah no you can't like you'd have to redo the whole entire day so you do chapter select right yeah you'd have to chapter select back to the beginning yeah uh okay and then you'd have to like i say redo the whole day because when you're in your star rating part it doesn't give you the option to choose any of the recruited things right it only shows you the the characters you got star ratings for and the and the recruitment doesn't work like that so yeah like i say it's it's very it's very frustrating i found it very frustrating yeah no that that, and i i can totally understand that uh, for sure i think there's um i guess there was just more I, I, there was more for me to like there than than the little things. I kind of brushed those aside because it, again, it's like a smaller title and didn't bug me as much. But no, I get it. I totally understand like those mechanics. Um, like and the time travel stuff, it, I think is is you could remove it and have the same game and and just like you, you, it's it's a story reason for you being able to retry levels. Basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it hasn't really come into play more than. I mean, there is a specific moment that I don't know if I want to bring up because you got pretty heated when you were telling oh. about it. But there is one moment where you actually do have to use the time travel for a story reason. And I guess if it had been removed, like you would have been just stuck in game over hell. But uh... <laughs> I already was stuck in game over hell for literally like 25 to 30 minutes. And I was so angry. I was yeah. so mad. But you got through it. You beat it. You I beat did. The game. I did get through it. And I, and I don't necessarily want to say, you know, too, too much because I don't no, want to spoil the the moments. But uh, yeah, basically, like I tried interacting with every single thing that you could possibly interact with. Like I would interact with a thing and get game over and interact with the thing and get game over and interact with a different thing and get game over. And I did every single clickable thing because, again, I was playing on the Xbox and a controller. So it like it scrolls through clickable areas of the screen. It's not a free cursor. Uh, so like I knew I hadn't missed anything uh, until the thing that I finally found that I had actually missed. And it said zero charges next to it. So I didn't think that it was a thing that was available to me. And that's what really, really, really pissed me off once I finally figured it out. And that was about halfway through. So I stuck with it after that. But I was just like, there's no there. And there they was never like explained i don't know anyways whatever it was a thing that happened and i was really angry about it. <laughs> but you got through it <laughs> but Read. i got through it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i think matt thought i was gonna throw the controller into the tv screen when he came out for his lunch and i was <laughs> ranting and raving and then literally the next time i went and sat down and tried it and figured it out and then so it was on a new screen when he came back instead of the fiery game over screen and he was like so you figured it out. I was like, yes, you did. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, that's what pillows are for. You know, yeah. scream into it. Give it a good punch. You What's know. the thing? I can't even scream anymore. I have no, a baby. That's true. that's true. I forgot. You did say that the baby was napping at that point. So. Yeah. Well, you both got through it. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like I, I think if you like this type of game, then it's a pretty good um example i think that just this genre is not for me and that's fine <laughs> but you know what is for me alan wake <laughs> oh yes we played it we 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 said we would we did we finally did yes <laughs> well at least started it i will say started it um 
I'm not as far as you and you're not very far along. So we should preface this by saying it is very, very, very early first impressions. Um, And I think that uh, so I did actually go back and find um, like a story so far um, update. And even watching the story so far, it was like, I think it was like, I just found like an IGN video or something. Um, and literally it was like 10 to 12 minutes. And even in that 10 to 12 minutes, I was like, okay, I remember these story beats, but at the same time, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I think that that kind of just like summarizes the Alan Wake experience is just what the fuck is going on. It's cool and interesting, but it's mind warpingly weird. Which I kind of like. (laughs) It's also very creepy, but I think that the first game, in my opinion, did a lot better on the creep factor. I feel like so far in Alan Wake 2, they've relied a little bit too much on the jump scare and a little bit like and not enough on the like atmospheric creep, which is weird because it's set in literally the exact same place to the point that like. I played Alan Wake when the remaster came out and it looks and feels exactly the same. Like I remember the town and the layout and the streets and everything else. Like it's exactly the same as the first game. So like if you're familiar with the first game, it's the same setting. So I'm like, how did you nail the atmosphere so well in Alan Wake? But then in Alan Wake 2, it's not as creepy, but somehow like it's claustrophobic for me like walking through the woods and stuff even at the very beginning when it's like daylight and whatever you're just an FBI agent checking out a crime scene it still feels like close and Alan Wake was always on rails there was like a path you could take but you could like deviate from the path a little bit but in this one I feel like I was even getting I was getting blocked by like trees and bushes and stuff it was very much like this is where you walk and I was like huh Okay. <laughs> yeah, um it's it's interesting like playing playing the game uh I I feel like there like I understand why uh critics were were very positive about the game because it feels different from what, you know, we're used to playing like um alongside Alan Wake 2 lately I've played I've been playing The Last of Us Part 1, the remake for uh Game Club and also played through uh Dead Space remake. And those games kind of came out around the same time as as the original Alan Wake and kind of have that like video game feel, even though The Last of Us very much is a, a story driven narrative game. But Alan Wake 2, uh, it feels it feels different in a way that's like it's it puts its story first. I think there's a I, I definitely see now why it, it was being nominated for best narrative. And I think it yeah. might have even won. Like, I it totally did, yeah. get yeah. that. Yeah. Because that is its focus to the point where the gameplay is um, it's good. But as you said, like it's very it's pretty linear. Um, You are given a map and you're able to sort of discern that there are paths you can go down and other areas you can explore. And it it does have that uh, very Resident Evil feel as you're like, oh, I can access this area now and I can get more resources. But um, it's it's limited. Well, yeah, I actually got to a point uh, in uh, the I I made it to the second chapter, the second act, and 
it basically I, I was walking through the woods because you go back to investigate the crime scene again. And I like went down a path in the woods and it literally like black screened me and was like, no, you can't go this way. Like this area is locked off or whatever. And she's like, I need to get back to the crime scene. I have a murder to investigate or something like that. And it was just mm. like, oh, OK. Like it was just full on black screen like turn the character around reload <laughs> so i was like okay um so yeah they, it really does feel like um the exploration is really limited and the uh, i don't know the you're right the story is definitely front and center and maybe i'm just used to exploring a little bit more or i know that there's usually a lot of collectibles in games like these especially in alan wake they put a lot of emphasis on the uh, finding the novel pages, right? Because that's literally how you get more information and could potentially lead to you either like failing a scenario or succeeding in a scenario if you know what's coming. Um, and so I had only found like three out of six in the first section. So I was like, oh, my God, like I'm not exploring enough. Like I'm missing things everywhere. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up going and trying to explore and getting kind of punished for it. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll just stay on the path I'm supposed to be on. Um, and yeah, like it basically got to the point, even actually in the first section, I was exploring and I got to this area that felt very significant. It was this creepy cabin in the woods. It had the these like shutters on the outside that were kind of banging and stuff. And, and they really in that cabin nailed the atmosphere but there was nothing in the cabin and i was like okay this is really weird like what's going on this is obviously a, an important area why are there no collectibles like there's no nothing and then it was because it was for in act two that ends up being a save point and mm -hmm. so i was just like okay <laughs> so i spent all this time exploring found nothing and then uh, it ended up being significant in the second part but i'm just like i feel like i wasted a lot of time trying to find things that were just not available because it's a video game, you know, which, okay, fine, but can be, again, frustrating. I feel like I had a lot of frustrating moments in gaming this week. Um, but yeah, I think overall, the universe is really cool. The story is really cool. It's very intriguing, for sure. Like, you get to this point very, very early on when the FBI agent goes into the uh, the cafe and I remember Rose, who works in the cafe from the first game. She was, um, and I, this is first game spoilers, not second game spoilers. Don't get mad at me because it came out like literally 14 years ago now. So <laughs> there's been the original game and a remastered version. And if you haven't played it too bad, I'm going to say something. But in the first game... Uh, the cafe lady Rose, she is a pretty major part of the first story because she gets possessed by the darkness and then ends up like drugging Alan and his agent and stuff. Um, and so she was a pretty significant part of the first story. And this is basically so Alan and a whole bunch of other people go missing in 2010 and now they're turning up in 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 game. It's 2023. And so Rose in 2023 is working in the cafe still and she has this really inter interesting interaction with the fbi agent that kind of um kicks off her part of the weird story and basically she says like oh yeah i know you like you're the woman whose daughter drowned and blah 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 blah, blah. And, and is like listing off all of these facts about the fbi agent and the fbi agent is like okay yeah that's me that's me that's me 
but my daughter's fine. Like what's going on? And so like, it is a very, it's an interesting and compelling story because if from control, you know, that, you know, this incident happens all like every few years where, you know, like the, it's a, it's a, oh crap. I can't remember what the name of it was in control, but it basically it's like, it's a supernatural site, right? It's, it's an area of, of dimensional who's a will call it, you know, it's on the paperwork. <laughs> thingies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, like it, it kind of makes you think like, okay, so are they trying to tell us that Rose is still possessed by the darkness from the first game? Or is this like a, a situation where you've got like parallel universes colliding, which is a lot of stuff that has, that happens in control. Like, it's it's really, really cool. And I love that they smooshed the Alan Wake universe in with the control universe and they're kind of continuing on that story. And there's not so subtle references to the Federal Bureau of Control. So overall, like, I think it's going to be a really interesting story. But I had trouble because it's like it's a horror game. And even though I turned on the or turned off the jump scares, there's still they're still in there and they're still really jarring, but they're not like, okay, I remember a really, really, really good jump scare from Until Dawn where you're basically, there's like this shed out in the woods and you're like looking around it and stuff and all of a sudden there's somebody in the window. That was a really good jump scare. But these are like flashing images up onto the screen because I was really confused because it had... um there's two different jump scare settings. You can turn down the audio and you can turn down the visual. And so I turned them both down and I was like, I, but I don't understand. Like, how do you turn down the visual of a jump scare? And it's because their jump scares are just these images that randomly pop up on the screen. They're really cheap. In my opinion, I was a little bit disappointed because the, it was just right at the very beginning, even like the intro, um, it's just so jarring and like not in a creepy horror way, just in like a like not in an unsettling way, just in a why are you assaulting my senses way? You know, like I was really disappointed. Yeah, well, I mean, they nailed the atmosphere of uh, of the environment, like in those first two chapters, when you're sort of traversing through Cauldron Lake, uh, there's like a small section where it is well lit you know, and, and, and daylight, because of course let's do our work in the daylight. But for some yeah. <laughs> reason we keep going back in the dark when it's raining. Uh, and of course it's very hard to see and your flashlight can only do so much. Um, and then there are moments where it's dusk and your flashlight won't even kind of work. I'm pretty sure I used up all the battery on my flashlight because I wasn't aiming it quite properly to there's this one moment where you have to like burn away a section of darkness under a tree or something. And sure. I thought I was aiming it right, but I guess I wasn't. And I think I used up all the charges of my flashlight before I finally got it right. And then I was like, I hope I don't need to use this again. Oh, wait, it's getting dark. Damn it. <laughs> so I think I might just like fail and die. <laughs> well, I, I found, um, I found the resources were pretty plentiful. Like, uh, I think the game even so I don't get the sense that the game punishes you with resource management. So it is a survival horror game. It's inspired by, you know, others like it, like Resident Evil and and, um, 
you know, Last of Us, that sort of thing. It really feels inspired by those games. But honestly, as I was traversing through the world, um, the combat isn't too it's 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 intense but it's not to the point where it's like it's punishing you by making you use all your resources like i never ran out of health packs i never ran out of ammo uh there was a specific boss battle which is definitely designed and programmed in a way where it's an endless loop as you're taking on this boss and the endless loop includes you know caches of ammo and health for you to constantly pick up Cause I was like, this just keeps going. It's like, Oh, it's because I, I don't, I'm not supposed to run away. I'm supposed to kill the boss. Um, so like, it goes back to the point of like, this is a very narrative driven game, which is, which is awesome. Like I'm not knocking for it. I think like, as you said, the story and the presentation and all the acting is very interesting. It's, it's the really it's, good. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, as you said, it's very interesting. And, and when you get to the point where you start, um, you start seeing like, of course, this isn't a spoiler. It's it's out there like all the live action stuff that is presented. Um, uh, like it's it's a whole other like Remedy has tried and tried to continue to do this live action stuff. And, and you know, Control had slivers of it. But this just takes that and, and runs with it. You know, and we're back to like Quantum Break. Yeah. Not 20 minute episodes. But, you know, we're no, back but- to that. Significant cutscenes, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, you know, back to the the jump scares. Like, I agree with you. Like, you know, they they nailed the atmosphere, and I think combined with the atmosphere, those jump scares, as you said, feel cheap because you're already got me on edge with the atmosphere, and then all of a sudden, you're like, it's like playing a movie, like you know over top of the game, like a small snippet of like overlay of video and like a loud noise. And it kind of feels, you know, all of those like old trick videos you used to send your friends and it's like, Oh, look real close. If you look real close, you'll see the, you know, tell a story. It's like, it's like a prank. Yeah. Video. Yeah. And you got to look real close. And all of a sudden it's like, it's just a screaming ghost it's just or a something. Screaming face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that honestly sounds mean, but that's exactly how I would describe these. Like they are, yeah uniquely designed but and they they got me a couple times they made me jump yeah there was there was one where and and this is the thing like uh, it didn't make me jump really at all in the first segment in the first section but there's a, a part in the second chapter where you're walking through this kind of like wet swampy which already is just like makes you feel uncomfortable right like you're walking through an area that's become flooded so you're walking through somewhere you've been before but there's a foot of water on the ground so you can't see where you're stepping and stuff you're already a little bit off and then you're looking for um like this dead zombie ghost thing and then you as soon as you like step into the water it like flashes up with his face like screaming at you that one got me but I was just like, because I was like looking like past it, I guess. Like I was looking like into the screen. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to look in the distance to try to find this thing. And like, but so to me, like if the actual character had like jumped out from behind a tree or something and it had entered you into combat, like that would have been a jump scare with a purpose. This was just like, there was just no reason. It's like, but why? Like how? Why? Other than just like trying to like i say get a get a cheap scare off like what the hell was the point like it it just like wasn't well done in my opinion like i i wish you could turn those moments off completely because 
I'm really not like it's throwing me off and making me not want to play the game. And I mean, I I like horror. I one of my favorite things to play in Dead by Daylight is like against stealth killers because I I love those adrenaline moments where all of a sudden the danger's right in your face and you didn't see it coming. Like that's really compelling and it's the kind of game that I enjoy. This ain't that. This is just cheap. And like it's really it's putting me off. And the thing that's keeping me in is like you say the narrative, the what's going on, the the larger story. But it's getting to the point where I'm almost thinking I might want to like find somebody's like let's play video. And just let somebody else do it because, like, it's really getting to me. And if that's going to happen the whole way through the game, then I'm just like, man, I just really, really don't like this choice that they've made. <laughs> it's like ruining an otherwise narratively compelling experience. It, uh, I like, I mean, it, it continues to happen. I don't think it says, um, do they ever like explain it? More th- so than just like she has a mind space or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> a mind <laughs> like palace. Is, is she supposed to be like psychic or is like Alan reaching out to her? Like, is it because of where she is? I just I don't understand narratively what the point of it is. <laughs> it's it's the overlap between the dark place and our world as i think how it works and it is uh the bad guy sort of like taunting your character uh as she's trying to solve this murder or find the bad guy you know like i think there's a lot of like hand wavy game design stuff to just you know be like this is why we're scaring you but um like you mentioned the mind palace like i thought that was a really unique way of because you are a detective. I think this is the first video game I've ever played that made me feel like a detective. You know, like the way mm. the Mind Palace sort of lays out the case board. I did also find it really interesting. They warn you right at the very beginning that going into the Mind Palace, which sounds so lame. But anyways, <laughs> uh, like going into the Mind Palace is not a pause. The action no. continues around you. So you have to be sure you're in a safe place. That you, you know, which then I also found really funny because there's times where you go into the mind palace when you're in the middle of a conversation. So like I'm interviewing these people in this diner and I'm like, excuse me, I just need to go into my mind palace for five minutes. I'm going to stand here at the table while you look at me weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I would often, you know, you because they like as they're doing the tutorial, you're investigating this with your partner, Alex Casey, and uh you'll you'll often enter your mind palace like while you're in mid conversation with char- other characters and the game doesn't really like based on that notice is like well the world is still interacting around you but like but nothing really, really happens and changes no. like no it's a video game it's fine it's yeah it's, it's, it's a pause but it's not a pause, it's a pause like, but not pa- it's a pause but it's not a, a pause danger i guess like you can yeah. still get overwhelmed but in terms of character interactions it's like raj and coral island <laughs> They yeah. don't care that a year has passed. <laughs> no, they'll they'll be fine at the next Chamber of Commerce meeting. It's exactly. All good. Uh, but but the Mind Palace like kind of gives you this opportunity to like it's where you upgrade all your weapons. It's where you uh, you do profiling. So I got the sense that Saga, the main character you play right off the bat, the FBI agent, that she has uh, a similar ability to. Um, uh, the main character from Control, who can kind of like 
touch into people's either touch into people's psyche and like hear their voices or maybe it's just a representation of her thought process but it seems more than that because she's Mm -hmm. like getting information from nothing yeah that also again i feel like it'll probably be explained a little bit more later on but that was like when she was quote-unquote profiling people i'm like that's not how profiling works (laughs) you don't just randomly pull information out of nowhere (laughs) like come on now because it's like profiling at least how i understand it from all of the other fbi shows i've ever watched like criminal minds is just like you're pulling information together and saying this is what the person will be like yes you know you're looking for a you know white male in his 30s who whatever sometimes runs around naked in a forest you know (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and uh yeah this is like uh, she's able to see things that have happened in the past. Like, she's like, oh, you found a necklace. It's like, that's not a profile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, look, like, uh, I think it's a cool mechanic and I'm sure there's a story reason for it. Yeah, they probably just called it the wrong thing or like they Uh, wanted to stick too close to the police stuff and like the police terminology. And yeah, it's definitely supernatural. Like it's uh, obviously something is, is going on here, but, but the rest of the stuff in her mind palace, like the case board, it's a yeah. really interesting way of laying out information as your character is discovering it as a detective. So yeah. it's really neat. And then there's also, and I, I'm not going to get into it because you're not that far yet, but there is a, uh, like a similar aspect to that mind palace that comes in later. That is a, it's a whole different mechanic that fits the character. And uh, I'll be really looking forward to talking about that when you get to that point because it's it's really cool it's it's an i think if there's one thing this game has done like i said it's it's very unique the story is really interesting um i'm like struggling with the combat but where i'm really like it feels weird coming off control which had amazing combat and Mm. and also great narrative uh the combat feels the combat feels like, you know, tied very closely to the story and the feelings they're trying to get across, which is. Well, yeah, they're and, two different. They're two different yeah. styles of games, right? Same universe for sure, but definitely mechanically very different. It's a different um, genre. So, yeah. like, I, I get that it's I, I understand why it's different. And but like they're just very unique mechanics that they are employing here that are uh, you just don't get in other video game video games, you know, like uh it's just it's unique and i understand why i understand why critics were praising it but i also understand why maybe it it struggled to sell because it is kind of like its own thing and it's very niche yeah yeah and unfortunately these days it's very hard to sell something this unique you know which is unfortunate because i i honestly and you know you have to kind of give kudos where it's due i know a lot of people don't like to do this but like the reason this game exists is because a of the success of control and b like just the fact that epic gave remedy a bunch of money to make these games um and i know they're exclusive to the epic uh the epic game store on pc but like without epic these games wouldn't exist wouldn't we wouldn't be made have yeah alan wake 2 and uh i'm glad it happened because honestly i mean i haven't finished it obviously i'm i don't even know how far i am but i feel like i'm maybe i think i'm at chapter four and you know i 
like I I see the there's I see probably there's ten I would guess. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I I think I'm yeah. I'd say probably it feels like I'm a good third in, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it feels unique. Uh, there are definitely some rough spots that. Um, oh, <laughs> there are 19 chapters in total in Alan Wake too. <laughs> well, there you go. So I'm definitely not a third. I'm about maybe, well, whatever uh, four out of 19 is. I don't want to do math right now. I'm sure I could easily, but, um, but yeah, just there. There's some rough patches that are uh, a little jarring, like you said, the jump scares, some of the some of the um, exploration stuff. Like you feel punished for exploring. You know, you get a couple extra battery packs. There are some power up unlockables, but like they're usually along the critical path or or, or just a little bit off. But uh, it feels very linear. And I guess I wasn't anticipating that because control was this. It felt like this bigger world that you could kind of it was still linear, but you could kind of explore it and had missions to kind of like veer off and do some cool stuff. This so far feels pretty linear in my mind. Mm hmm. But uh, I think that's just due to the story early on that they're trying to tell. Yeah. So, I mean, like I do, like I say, I'm going to stick with it because I do really, really like the universe. And I like um, the Alan Wake story specifically, even though it is very hard to follow. Um, and it was like Alan Wake was pretty crazy. But um, yeah, I think that they have a really interesting new character. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it all goes. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to finish it over the next month or so and, and we'll have another uh, like final spoilerific Alan Wake to talk uh, in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm other than the, the cheap jump scares, I am I am enjoying it. So, um, yeah, you guys should uh, go and check it out and be ready for our spoiler talk in a few weeks. Uh, if you do like what we're doing here at The Gamers Inn, do remember to go to patreon.com slash The Gamers Inn to support the show. If you'd like your name here, we're still looking for our February patron. Uh, also, the TGI Game Club is going on right now. So Last of Us Part 1, you guys are about, what, halfway through Last of Us Part 1 now? Yeah, we just, uh, we, I think we're at, yeah, Milestone 4 this coming Sunday. I'm actually caught up. I, I've I've done my homework. So uh, Whirlwind, who's who's leading this one, will be very proud that I'll be able to join him Sunday alongside other <laughs> players as opposed to waiting till earlier in the week. So I got my homework done. My dog did not eat it. Um, oh, that'd be very well done, tough. Ryan. Yeah. So proud of you. <laughs> I know I played a video game. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <I> did it. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys are interested in joining up with the game club, there are different threads for each week, uh, each milestone head on over to bit.ly slash TGI discord to jump into those discussions. That brings us to the news this week. Um, we are now. So this is, still rumors right nothing has actually been 100 percent confirmed by microsoft but we are expecting them to share details about bringing some xbox games over to playstation uh and hopefully we'll have that next week yes so there have been a lot of rumors uh this past week that have kind of um it's gotten out of hand to the point where <laughs> like every day there's something new and it's hard to tell what is fake things being jumped on and what is just Microsoft doing work that should be like saved in draft before publishing because the announcement <laughs> hasn't been made. Like there's literally website changes that has people like going over it with a fine tooth comb. Like they're removing 
you know, uh, Xbox branding and Game Pass Day One and putting console instead of Xbox. And like, really, it's just at this stage, it just makes Microsoft look silly, like uh, and and makes me think that the announcement could be uh, like the way I put it in Discord. It's like it really feels like that they let the Xbox one PR team back into the building, you know, like (laughs) they they shouldn't they should be working on like PowerPoint or something, Uh, you know, like uh, you can't you can't mess that up. It's PowerPoint. You know, um, or maybe you probably could. I don't know. But either way, like, I feel like what's happening right now is just and it's and we've even seen it to a point where Phil Spencer came out and tweeted like, hey, we're going to have an announcement next week. We hear you and we will have an update on the Xbox business. So there will be a business mm-hmm. announcement uh, next week and we don't know the date. So they haven't provided a date. All they've said is like a business announcement. And you know, what started in January is like, hey, maybe Hi-Fi Rush, a smaller, technically exclusive title that was from a studio that used to develop, you know, for multiple platforms, we might be brought to the Switch and PlayStation. And since that rumor in like early January, it's now formed into a couple of games, Sea of Thieves, stuff like that. Then it's evolved into Gears of War and, and Indiana Jones and like, really like their big titles coming to Mm -hmm. everything. Which is interesting because I mean, like uh, if, if this is what's happening, it might potentially mean that what Xbox is doing is deciding to get out of hardware and just do software, which is the direction I told Nintendo to do before they put the switch out. Right. Like it makes sense if you want to make money get your stuff on as many platforms as possible. Like, I mean, especially stuff that's like an ongoing service kind of a game, like Sea of Thieves. Like, why would you only have, you know, well, they brought it to Steam. So, but like, basically you've got PC and Xbox. Like, why not open that up to, you could easily play that on, you know, a a PlayStation for sure. Switch would be a stretch, but, you know, that's mostly just because you'd, you'd end up with, crappier graphics if you played it on a switch there's no way the switch can handle that water (laughs) yeah no no that's not happening (laughs) i think uh and and the frustrating part here is that you know every little tweet every little change of a website is is causing new you know thoughts to bubble up and at this stage it really is like we know there's something happening next week everything will be revealed it could be something as simple as like hey we're going to put more games on other consoles um they they could have a plan that like is very structured and like how their games will come to other consoles and i but i just don't know like honestly the last three or four months it's just it feels like uh xbox has really struggled to uh to keep up with their what used to be a a pretty good image you know like they were working Mm -hmm. really hard to kind of bring their brand back yeah, and, and, 2000 layoffs will do that <laughs> well a hundred percent like that it's it's that alongside you know the year and a half of them buying activision blizzard king and being like all of this will be worth it for something and we still like and we anticipated that there would be a wait to see if there would be a you know a positive and we got some of that with you know some of the executives leaving and, and them replacing um uh, Kodak and stuff like that but it, it wasn't like 
it was just there was a lot of negativity as well from that and we were promised more i think and and i'm sure developers who worked at that company were promised more and felt like it was going to be a good change and i you know they were they they were doing so well and and honestly like this announcement next week could be feels like it could be a continuation of that like bonehead sort of like what are you thinking guys like this is this is so not the right move you know but uh it it really does feel like it's pointing to them putting less of a priority on exclusives and their own hardware Mm -hmm. uh but yeah like i mean I, i think an xbox will still exist will you need an xbox to play you know uh fable maybe not maybe yeah maybe a ps5 will cut it you know but uh yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting for sure. And I mean, like we did, I'm just going to throw this story in here. It's not actually in the notes right now, but I'm just going to throw it into that the FTC is now getting pissed off and and filed an official complaint with the federal courts, I think, in the States. Again, I'm not 100% clear on how all of that stuff happens, but basically um, the FTC is after them again because they said when they were um, like going through the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition, that Microsoft, they're now saying, uh, basically misrepresented themselves because of these 2000 layoffs. So um, they had said um, that it would treat Activision Blizzard as a vertical acquisition and that they wouldn't be instituting layoffs because there would be no redundancies because, again, they were going to keep Activision Blizzard essentially whole underneath a Microsoft uh, Xbox gaming umbrella. And cutting 2,000 jobs kind of goes against that, Um, especially when the reason that they gave in their press release on the day of the layoffs was that they were cutting redundant employees. Um, And so the FTC is like, you told us you weren't going to have any redundant employees. So, um, yeah, so I don't think that we've seen the end of that. So technically... um, the as as far as i understand the acquisition has gone through obviously microsoft now owns activision blizzard king however um i guess through legal proceedings it is possible for them to have to basically sell abk um mm-hmm. if if they if if the courts force them to um if the ftc is um successful basically so yeah. the, it, I guess you you can still I I didn't know that because I, I am not a big business person I am not I do not run a corporation I do not know how any of these things work so it was all this whole ABK acquisition has been very much beyond my realm of familiarity outside of my comfort zone for sure and uh, so I'm learning along with. <laughs> everything that's going on and yeah so i thought once you buy something that's the end of it but apparently no the government slash courts can force you to um to sell if they even though the acquisition has gone through they can basically undo it yeah well i mean and there is a a part of this story where microsoft has responded uh saying that you know blah 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 everybody's firing people so everybody was gonna do yeah this would have this would have happened anyway it's like okay so are they redundancies or were they Things that were going to happen anyway, because those are two different scenarios in my mind. They say Activision was was already planning on eliminating a significant number of jobs while they were still up, op- even like if they were going to be operating independently. Still independent, yeah. But still, like it goes back to our thoughts last week of like, well, if you're trying to build, you know, uh, your own <laughs> just games, period. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to build games. You need people. So why, like? 
lay off those people. Just be like, hey, we own you now. Let's just not lay off 2,000 Let's find people. a new project for you. Like, even yeah. if this survival game is shit, let's find you something else to work on. <laughs> I mean, We're Microsoft, I, for fuck's sakes. Blizzard has never... This is the thing, like, it's, it's such a, you know, I know a lot of people blame Activision, but I, I really think this was an Activision thing where previous to Activision, you know, being more controlling of Blizzard, Blizzard would cancel projects and have those folks work on other projects. The last example 100%, 100%. being Titan to Overwatch. So yeah. like, and that's happened less and less. And you see, you know, you saw great people leaving that company, um, you know, when the RTS project was canceled. Uh, they didn't have layoffs. They moved people to their teams, but you had people who were familiar with building RTSs leave the company because they weren't yeah. building them anymore. Building, so yeah, exactly. I just, um, which it, is their right as employees. Like that's sure. the kind of like attrition that you would kind of expect. Like, so basically then if you get a whole bunch of RTS people leaving the company, maybe you don't hire new RTS people cause that's not what you're building. And that's fine. Yes. That's totally different than saying, there's absolutely no way that we can, you know, then it's a preference as opposed to saying there's absolutely no way we can use you, which yeah. again, I don't see how you could have somebody in game dev who is redundant, you know, yeah. <laughs> in, in a game dev company as big as Xbox gaming. It just seems wild to me. But anyways, yeah. So the FTC is pissed off with them now too. So um, I don't know how um, this potential news for bringing their games to other platforms may or may not appease the FTC. Um, it's obviously not dealing with the the layoff issue that the FTC currently has. But I mean, like, there seems to be a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that we're not privy to where, you know, it's, it's a give and take between um, the big corporation of Microsoft and these regulatory bodies. And, you know, they give them some places they take in others. And then overall, even if it's not the original complaint, they may appease the FTC just by saying like, Hey, yeah, we laid people off, but now, you know, we're less, we're being more friendly to our competition because we're putting sea of thieves on PlayStation whatever God. you know like i know yeah. i know it's all like it's all corporate assholes being assholes so whatever Look, but yeah. <laughs> they're a trillion dollar company they did not need to fire two thousand people yeah uh, it, it like and i guess like uh that's where i keep coming back to that and i find it i find it very hard to be um you know, be content in playing. This is gonna sound so weird, but be content in playing like Xbox games. Like you know, uh, it's I don't want to support that decision. You know, and, yeah. and it's just a tough because uh, we're so connected to the video game sort of conversation. I mean, it's not even for me at least. I'm struggling quite a lot because like I love Game Pass. I play a ton of games on Game Pass. I definitely favor my Xbox over my PlayStation, and and always have. Um, and like, I'm just in that ecosystem and now they've purchased the other ecosystem that I'm heavily invested in at Activision Blizzard because of Hearthstone and Warcraft. And I like, I love the Hearthstone team and I want to support the hell out of the Hearthstone team. And they have like their new standard year coming up and the new expansion announcements and stuff that's going to be in the next like month or so. And I'm just like, I want to support them. Because I love Hearthstone. It's been such a big part of my life. And I'm really looking forward to what the team has coming down the pipe. And But I'm like, 
But now you're part of like at first I didn't want to, you know, necessarily support what was going on with Blizzard. And then I didn't really want to support what was going on with Activision. And now it's like I don't really want to support what Microsoft is doing. And I'm so frustrated because I'm like, I want to support the devs, but I don't want to send the wrong message with my money. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm man, I'm really struggling with this now because I feel like more so than ever before, all of the stuff that I do is now tied into this one company, which I realize is the concern of these regulatory bodies, is that now I feel like I don't have a choice. I guess I can go to PlayStation, and there are things I can play on PlayStation, but I cannot play Hearthstone on PlayStation. <laughs> so, you know, like, ah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so frustrated with Microsoft. This was supposed to be better than Kotec, and it's definitely not. <laughs> no, no, it, it, and that's... um again, like having covered the ABK acquisition for what felt like two years, uh, there was always hope for better hope for yeah. something positive to there come. There was from hope spending. that Microsoft had enough like, um, room, like yeah. a big enough budget that they could, you know, move things around, give people some time, give them creative freedom. Um, and yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case. So uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see what they, I don't have, um, I don't have like high hopes for what they're going to announce next week. Like I'm not looking forward to it because I feel like either way, whatever they announce, it's going to be met with, uh, like, uh, just, yeah, a lot of, a lot of discourse and, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, in the gamers in discord, we'll have a great conversation. And I think that's where I will stick to where it's discussed. Like I'm going to probably avoid Twitter. And avoid yeah, like websites. That's, that's just generally a good it's rule good nowadays. <laughs> yeah, just go on Discord, and I, I, honestly, like the conversations we'll have in the gamers in Discord is the best place to discuss whatever Microsoft ends up doing. I feel like that that will be where I will be. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, and just before we move into what I know you're itching to talk about, <laughs> let's let's talk about this whole Disney and Epic game situation. Okay, because uh, Disney is now uh, investing one point five billion dollars to acquire a stake in Epic Games. Uh, so they're basically collaborating on a multi-year project that's going to bring games based on Disney stories and experiences uh, and create an entertainment universe, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. like, OK, <laughs> well, the best way to explain this is they're building Wreck-It Ralph 2, their idea of the internet of Wreck-It Ralph 2 into a video game, but it's just okay. Disney stuff, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be Marvel World and Pixar Land and uh, Disney Animation. And 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 I think that's kind of what they're doing. It, it kind of sounds like Dreamlight Valley, but like billions instead of billions of dollars yeah. spent to build this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it does sound exactly like like you've already done this. It's called Dreamlight Valley. Like yes. what are, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, Gameloft has to be looking at this and being like, "Wait a minute. Why didn't you give us billions to, yeah. to you know, we could have done this." Uh I like and it's, you know, they bring up Fortnite, but it's not it's not Fortnite. It is going to yeah. be something different. It says uh something entirely new to build a persistent open and interoperable wow i don't know why i could not get my tongue around that one uh ecosystem that brings together the disney and fortnite communities 
Right. So it is going to interop inter damn it interoperate <laughs> with Fortnite. <laughs> uh, so there will be some like cross compatibility. So it's like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more. So I guess whatever Disney acquires between yeah now well, and Disney then owns everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we this our new section is basically going to be all right. Let's talk about the big three: Microsoft, yeah. Apple, and Disney. Yeah, uh, it's no longer a joke; it's the truth. Um, but like Epic, I, Epic is this company that they've. They, I I know like people kind of like you know oh it's Fortnite, but like Fortnite has kind of made them huge in 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 uh. In combination with the fact that Unreal is like one of the most popular and, and most used mm-hmm. engines out there. So like Epic's got a real interesting foothold uh, across the industry and, and they've had a lot of big partnerships. So like not just Disney, but like I think Lego gave them a billion dollars and we've just started <laughs> to see sort of that uh, connection come forward in Fortnite. So like they're, it'll be interesting to watch them uh do although they've also had their issues with again like laying off staff and basically saying like hey we can't afford to employ these folks but hey we'll take you know a we'll billion one point five billion dollars thanks I Disney know. <laughs> yeah it's um but like you know it it just it seems to be parts of this industry just what what they do you know like um I'll take big cash injections from multi-billion dollar companies but uh also next quarter lay off 10 percent of staff because that's what everyone else is doing um it's and it's hard to be excited about this because it's like okay we're gonna get another like metaverse but it's disney and i see why i understand why disney's doing it but it's kind of it's kind of hard to wrap my head around what this is and when I would possibly use it, right? Like and they sure. talk about like the events that the live events that they've had in Fortnite and how many people those have brought in to like watch trailers and stuff and like I get it, but like I guess I don't understand like if I want to go and watch a movie and I'm doing it at home and not going to a theater, it's cuz I don't want to be around people. The last thing I want is to watching a movie with like 15 million people that sounds like an actual horror show like not well, the kind of experience yeah. i want to be part of like, do you why? remember when you forget to mute in in, in pub g on the airplane yeah it's like, hell. <laughs> it's like that times 15 million <laughs> Ugh, no thank you yeah so i don't know i don't understand like i i guess i don't see the vision and maybe because this is very much like it very very early on like announcing the the funding basically is a very vague statement it's very difficult to kind of picture what exactly they're going to do because this statement just feels like how many buzzwords can we fit in a 500 word statement, you know? (laughs) So it is a lot of like industry leading and, you know, the persistent, amazing, (laughs) significant, like (laughs) transformational, like what are you making? (laughs) You worry that like, maybe we're, we're being the old people of like, I don't understand this announcement. And (laughs) and really like, (laughs) yeah, like, I mean, Maybe this isn't for us and, and maybe we'll check it out and we'll think it's cool. Like, but I think well, but that's, that, I, that's the thing. I don't like, I don't understand. Am I going to have to be in Fortnite? Is that what this is? Like, do I have to go play Fortnite? I don't think so. Or are they, yeah. Or are they building something new? And if they're building something new, what I'm saying is I don't understand 
what that platform is. Like, I I don't understand what they're getting at with this announcement. If it's not Fortnite, like, what is it? And I I can't... Yeah, I can't answer that by reading this statement. So that's no, why yeah, it's it's very early on, and and you're right. Like you you don't know how you'll be engaging with it, but really, yeah, like, I think that's it, that's exactly it. Is like I don't know what I would use it for. I don't know what problem they're attempting to solve. Um, so I mean, they made a very pretty picture. <laughs> yes, but uh, it doesn't really tell me anything. <laughs> it just reminds me of of the visual representation of uh of the Disney verse in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And there's even the Wreck-It Ralph Tower is in there, yes, <laughs> is in is. their image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they own Wreck-It Ralph, too. <laughs> they, they do. They, I mean, they have a lot of, you know. They own everything. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, this is years from now that we're going to see something. And uh, it is another, like, sort of metaverse. But I but I really do think, like, if if anyone can build another one of those, like another Fortnite, it is epic in Disney. You know, I, I just I can't think of another, you know, collection of properties that could kind of build something that has lasting appeal, like to put mm-hmm. all that money into building something and have it be successful. It's It's got to be Disney. Like there's I guess the only other one might be uh, like maybe Nintendo, but Nintendo would never do that. Like that's Nintendo would I don't think they're interested in doing the metaverse thing and I mean we saw what Facebook tried to do with the metaverse yeah. and like ooh, that uh, gross did not work uh I, I don't think it still works but this could be something I I'm not um it's interesting but it's it's years away like I think uh yeah we're not going to see this for a bit maybe I mean it kind of almost sounds like ready player one-ish that yeah. what was oh what was it called Oh, the <sighs> the thing in Ready Player One. Yeah, like the, the thing that they that they interact the the virtual world they went into. Was oh. it like Utopia or something? Something like that. Oh something my like god, that. that's gonna bother me so much. Oh, oh. I'm sure it's a quick Google. What 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 could go wrong yeah. here? Oasis. I knew it was Oasis. something. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of maybe what I'm kind of picturing. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, we'll bring you more information about that when we have it. All right, Ryan, we can talk about Sonic. So quickly, let's just get this out of the way. There was thoughts that maybe Jim Carrey wasn't going to return as Robotnik, which, let's all be honest, is the best part of these Sonic films. Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. He's the only one that could, like, they could not replace him with somebody else. Like, he is Robotnik. End of story. (laughs) So he's coming back. Uh, I guess he was like maybe joking about retiring or they just offered him enough money to come back. They probably gave him enough money to come back. They probably back. did. One of his stipulations though is like every time he comes every time he comes back, because like Jim Carrey isn't known for his sequels, but he did say about when he was talking about coming back for the second one, because of course everyone asks, like, you don't do sequels. Why'd you do this one? It's like because they let me wear a bald cap and a really cool mustache and dress like Robotnik. <laughs> And then they asked, well, what would it take for you to come back for a third one? And he basically said, like, I want to full transform into Eggman and that classic look of Eggman with like, well, the egg shape and the mustache and the goggles and all that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like full on Jim Carrey, Eggman, Robotnik in Sonic 3. So there's that. Uh, It was a very teaser trailer for Sonic 3. Um, There's talk that we will... uh, we will have a full trailer at the Super Bowl alongside every other trailer that's ever existed for 2024. <laughs> so look forward to that. 
But the main event that I think, like I said, you don't have to watch the whole thing. You just have to give a valid and or funny reason to jump out of the trailer. So load up the Knuckles trailer. So Knuckles has a yeah, series. Okay. I've got it. Yeah. It's premiering April something uh, on Paramount Plus, And it has all the voice actors and the characters uh, from the movie, except for uh, James Marston isn't in the in the trailer. I guess he didn't come back or he's doing something. Uh, so anyways, this trailer. So watch it and and uh, let me know your thoughts as you experience the return of Knuckles in this series devoted to him. Okay. He's running. He's running. <laughs> That's what he does. He also punches things occasionally. Yeah, he's punching something. Uh-huh. This is a TV show based on the movie. It's I think it's set between two and three. I was going to say, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of stuff from the movie. Yeah. Yes, there is a bit from from the movie. And okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. He's eating Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos, Jocelyn. <laughs> this is an audio format. You got to give them the flavor. There's a dog in a hat. Oh, why is this happening? It's happening. Who is this guy with the bat? I hate it, Ryan. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, well, you can jump out. Okay, now I'm at the stupid hat part. <laughs> uh, where Knuckles is wearing a hat? Yeah, it's great yeah. stuff. Okay. Um, so the basic story is, I guess, Wade, the stupid cop from yeah. the first two. He's going to be, yeah, Knuckles is going to be training him to be a warrior. But does that not sound like the great premise for a six episode arc? Come on. Oh, Ryan. Uh. At this stage, I feel like I'm just now I, I can't even I'm trying to I'm not even convincing myself. I will I will watch this. Uh, I, I, I think the kids really want to watch it. I will say the quality, like I said, I couldn't tell the difference between the like movie stuff and the TV show. Like the quality is on par. So thumbs up for that. They have continued on. And like I've said, so many times before, I think that TV shows are a very good vehicle because especially TV shows on streaming services, they're a very good vehicle for storytelling because you can create breaks in your story at kind of natural points. You don't have to make your episodes a certain length. You can take more time to explore a story. So instead of a 90 to, you know, like 180 minute movie, you're telling it over the course of, you know, five, six, ten, whatever, however many you need episodes. And if each of those is an hour long, like you just you have so much more space to let your story breathe. That being said, that fits for something like Lord of the fucking Rings, not <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> I don't know if Sonic has six hours worth of story. <laughs> oh, gosh, are these episodes going to be an hour each? I don't I don't I'm... know. I assume so. Probably I... somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. I would I. Uh, look, like, I don't know for, for certain, but I would, I would assume these are going to be like, these are 30 minute episodes because I agree an hour, (laughs) six hours of Knuckles, the TV show. And it really feels like this is like going to bring Knuckles further into the, the fold of the Sonic and Tails team because where we last left him, he was very like still fish out of water, you know, on Earth. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I'm a warrior, and you oh, get don't this worry. in the trailer. He eats Doritos now, so he's I fully mean, acclimatized to humans. Yeah, I mean, and and to go right to Cool Ranch, that seems like yeah. You start with nacho cheese. Come on, I know. Although Cool Ranch are the best. 
They are, but you got to work yourself up. Undisputed champions of Doritos. But anyways, uh, it's it sounds like this is, uh, but it's very spinoffy where it's like Knuckles has gone off, you know, uh, to train Wade and. Well, yeah, it's the B team all the way around, like yeah. humans and and space aliens like everybody is the b team it's not robotnik it's whoever the hell the other guy was yeah wade and oh the other the other bad Bad guy guy, yeah um he's a new guy but he seems to be like someone who worked with robotnik but it is like essentially the same story as the first two where it's like we got to steal his power and uh look like uh and look i'll be honest like this is going to be this is going to be like a. This is still a kid's property. You know, my kids are stoked that yeah, there is more yeah. Sonic content, and I will fully admit, like, and I, I get that. I enjoy this because the kids enjoy it, and and you know, it's it's not, it's not garbage, but it's like definitely not like, hey, Jocelyn and Matt, the kids are in bed, go watch Knuckles. You know, it's like, well, no, <laughs> there's probably other stuff that you got on your your must watch list. <laughs> Knuckles isn't gonna skip the queue. Just like Halo <laughs> may not skip the queue, although that's back as well. But um, I haven't I haven't uh, jumped in yet. So, you know, Knuckles, we said when there was a trailer, we'd talk about it. Now we've talked about it. It's not out till April 26th. So like at some point after that, I will have well, watched some of it. Soon. Yeah. And uh, contractually, I can't mention it until three months from now. So, you know, we'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quarterly, <Yeah>. Ryan. Quarterly. <laughs> I know. Although like, we are now wh- done for Q1 2024. Yeah. You now have April to June to talk about it. You get one time. That's good April timing, though. Yeah. <laughs> and look, maybe I'll watch all six episodes and then I'll talk about it as opposed to like doing like a week. Like I can't do it. If a you do check-in. a weekly update, I, I will drive to your house and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> it's against the rules. You said it yourself. Contractually, yeah. it's once every quarter. <laughs> So I don't know what I'm going to do in the third quarter because Sonic 3 doesn't come out till the fourth quarter. So like we could just have a quarter without Sonic. (laughs) I mean, but do the listeners want that? And that's put a poll in discord. (laughs) Okay, do it. I can see what they vote. Torture Jocelyn. (laughs) Or leave Uh, me alone for September. (laughs) You know, uh, leave her alone in the third quarter. Let Ryan enjoy torturing Jocelyn with Sonic stuff. Because honestly, like we would not have spent this much time on it if. <laughs> if it didn't, pay yeah. Me, if, so. I, if I didn't hate it so much, <laughs> I don't even like hate it. Hate it. I no, just, I know it's, it's part really of the. Like, it's because it got hyped up so much, and I blame you for that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but there was the, the first movie got hyped up so much, and then I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And then I was like, the only reason you people like it is because your kids love it. You watched it with your kids. This is not a grown-up movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. It's, it's not a for movie a kid's for movie. It's not good. A movie. It's not a good movie. I do have a question though, and I don't know if we've addressed it before, but like, the, is the nostalgia for Sonic there as well? Because I think that might be a missing piece too. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe because I have zero nostalgia. Oh well, then. So that I think that's kind of required for these adaptations, you know? Like, because I'm trying to think of. I guess maybe the only video game adaptation that kind of transcends that like requirement of nostalgia might be The Last of Us. Oh, definitely, because I didn't play those games and I loved that TV show. So, yeah, but that's like that's uh, it started off as like a very story narrative driven experience and it's and it's geared towards adults, obviously. So, of course, and they adapted it really like they actually did a very, very good job at adapting it. So, like, I think that that one definitely stands out. But like, you know. Transformers, 
uh, Sonic, uh, even the Mario movie. Like, I feel like that one requires some amount of nostalgia. Uh, yeah. To enjoy it. So definitely. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have more Sonic for you because this is the year of Sonic, apparently. So look forward to that. Thumbs up. And if you want to talk about how much you love Sonic, you can go to bit.ly slash GGI Discord <laughs> and do just that. That's all they're going to do now. Why are you asking? I know. Like, now you're just, I know. You're just inviting it. <laughs> you can also visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com or you can follow us over on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Ryan is our, our Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week where we hear more about how Jocelyn is a terrible friend and wife. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You're going to go back to Coral Island and be like, yeah. let's go to the Chamber of <laughs> Commerce, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>